Welcome to the Hillside Baptist Chapel's weekly podcast. Please listen as Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, teaches from God's Word. Love. 
Well, it is good to see each of you here with us today. Very thankful that you're able to be in God's house this morning. And uh, we're going to recognize Frank for our prayer updates. And we do have some this morning. Morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Well, George and Sharon should be back next Sunday. I think everything went pretty good with them. I think George survived his operation and uh, his red blood count is getting better. So that's all good news. They're on their way right now. They're on their way right now. So you need to pray for traveling mercies for them. It's an exhausting trip, I'm sure. Um, there's a lot of COVID going around, especially in the United States. My, uh, my granddaughter just had it last week. My son had it last week. But it's a mild case, um, pastor's grand, granddaughter or grandson? Granddaughter and grandson. Yeah, I mean, but the, the good part of it is that uh, what I'm hearing, it's mostly like a bad cold. So, um, you know, and they're getting done in four or five days. And so it's not as harsh as the other one, the other symptom a couple of years ago. Um, Marlene's getting better, I think. I mean, her, I think she's, I know she's walking better because uh, I was over there a couple of days ago and yeah, she's kind of walking around the house so at least don't she have to help anymore and that's good I don't know about her arm I think it still hurts her a little bit but um, I think she's recovering other than that that's about all I have thank you okay any other updates this morning that we need to hear about what about new prayer concerns Yes, Linda. My oldest granddaughter is in a facility right now because she was suicidal. Oh, no. And she's 14. Okay. As soon as they can find an outpatient, they're going to let her know. Okay. Uh, Her name is Charlotte. Charlotte. Linda's and his granddaughter. Yeah. Linda's granddaughter, and she's suicidal. She's in an institution right now for that, but they're trying to find a place for her to go uh, as an outpatient. So pray for her in particular. That's, that's uh, a serious prayer concern. All of them are serious prayer concerns, aren't they? None of them are not serious. All right. Any other prayer concerns? Yes. Oh yeah, uh, Meredith and Javi are uh, both not feeling too well this morning, and uh, they've been around people that have COVID, and uh, so uh, let's pray for them. They don't think they've got it, but uh, they want our prayers that they won't get it and won't have it. One of the uh, uh, people that I'm in contact with, uh, in fact, uh, she was the uh, facilitator for us to be able to get everything uh, done for our finances as a church, and um, uh, she has COVID, 
And then uh, a lawyer that we're using for our e-cedula has COVID. Uh, I was told that there are at least a thousand people in Boquete right now that have COVID. So it is, it is going around. But like Frank said, most of it is not too severe. It's like a bad cold. Some of it is. Some of it is more severe. And uh, our uh, grandson in Florida that has COVID, his is the old type. It's not the new type. And he's been pretty sick. He's had to have some breathing treatments and things like that. Had a hard time getting his breath. And uh, so appreciate you remembering him and your prayers. That's Nathan. Nicholas was the one that was in the hospital for a uh, while needing uh, perhaps some heart surgery. It looks like now he's not going to have to have uh, a valve replacement. So we're hoping that he won't. And hope that he doesn't get COVID. You know, that would, wouldn't be good for him and his weakened condition. All right. Appreciate all the prayer concerns this morning and uh, all your prayers for these. Let's continue with our songs. Victory in Jesus. Let's stand.
Amen. You may be seated. I think I said earlier that our message was from Habakkuk. Did I say that? It's from Haggai. <laughs> Sometimes I get those two mixed up. Today we're going to be looking at a two-part message from the second chapter of Haggai. Today we're going to be reading verses 1 through 4, and then next week we'll look at verses 5 through 9 of that same chapter. As we're looking at, consider your Lord. Consider your Lord. The Bible says here, on the 21st day of the seventh month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai, speaking to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and Joshua, son of Zodak, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people, ask them, who of you is left who saw the house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like nothing? But now be strong, Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, Joshua, son of Josadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord, and work, for I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. Father, I thank you for the reading of your word today, and I pray that you'd help us, that we might consider these things that you're telling us about, that we might be able to understand our place, our responsibility, and what you're asking from us today. Thank you for the people that have lived in the past and their service to you. But thank you for the people today that are serving you. And I pray your blessings on those that are here this morning in our assembly. And also those that are listening in our podcast. And Father, again, we thank you for your goodness your greatness, your strength, your power, your ability. And we ask it all in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. In our text this morning, we find a similar introduction, don't we, to what we looked at last week in chapter 1. It's been about a month now since the message came through Haggai in that first chapter. About a month has gone by, that's all. But the work has begun in earnest as the people heard that message. And so they began again the building. Now, if you remember last, month, uh, last week in uh, the message, they were saying that the foundation had been laid but it was being overdrawn with weeds and and didn't even look like 
a temple had begun. But as the message came through Haggai, the people then again began to work on the building and they began to build it up. They began to see things done in a month's period of time. We don't know how much had been done, but it was enough for them to be able to see what the temple was going to perhaps look like. What they were going to have as a building. And some of them were discouraged. Now this message today had come at the time of the annual Feast of Tabernacles. You remember what that was? Once a year, the Israelites were commanded by God to commemorate the exodus from Egypt. And at that period of time, they lived in temporary shelters to commemorate the exodus. And so they would build a temporary shelter. They would uh, fix a tent outside, something of that nature. Something that the people might have lived in as they made that journey in the wilderness for that 40 years. And they were commemorating God's faithfulness to the Israelites as they traveled. They were to remember that period of time. Now, this was also the celebration of Thanksgiving for the annual harvest. And these happened at approximately the same time. I remember when I was growing up, us boys liked to camp. But sometimes our camping would be right outside the house in the yard. <laughs> Dad had a tarp. Some of you know what a tarp is. And so we would fasten this tarp up and make a tent out of it. And we would stay in there for a night or maybe a couple of nights just because we wanted to. And because our mother and dads would let us do that. But in Bible times, they did that to remind them of what the Israelites had to go through as they journeyed in the wilderness. And to thank God for what He had done for them. Now we don't have any way of knowing how much in that month's period of time had been done on the temple. But as the people looked at what had been done, some of them became very discouraged. They had seen the former temple, Solomon's temple. Evidently, it was a grand edifice beautiful, magnificent. It was something to be admired. And as they saw this temple going up, some of these individuals were saying, oh, this is nothing. Now this is what God is saying to them. He said, as you look at it, you're saying that this is nothing. And it wasn't going to be as grand, it wasn't going to be as great as that former temple was. Now, it became greater over time. Some of you may know the temple that existed during the time that Jesus was here. 
as Herod's temple. Have you ever heard it called that? And it was because Herod put a lot of money into the temple. And they made it much more magnificent. Much greater than what it was at the very first. But as these people that had seen the former temple and saw what was being built now, they began to discourage the people. They began to say how, how this is nothing. We don't even need to work on this. We don't even need to have this. This is just pathetic. I can just imagine them saying that. And God is here talking to them to encourage them, to get them not to be discouraged. There's no doubt that we today could have discouragement as we look at the things around us. God is calling us to accomplish some things for Him just like He called the people in that day to accomplish some things for Him. They were to build that temple. They were to uh, see that it was constructed and they were responsible for erecting it, for getting it built. They had to go out and get the resources. They had to provide the man hours in order to see it built up, in order to see it accomplished. Now you remember in the original temple, in Solomon's temple, he had gone to Lebanon to get the cedars for that particular building. Magnificent building material. As far as we know, that building material was not available for the people in that day and time. And so they had to use the resources that were available. And so maybe it didn't look quite as nice. Maybe it didn't look quite as magnificent. Well, we know that it didn't. But as we look around us, we might be discouraged too. We'll talk more about that in just a little bit. But there's a call to resilience that God is giving these people. Notice in verses 1 through 4, He tells them to be strong, Zerubbabel. Be strong, Joshua. Be strong, all you people. You see, He gave them something to, to consider. He was with them, right? He was going to help them. He was going to make it possible for them to build that building. And so, Haggai was given the responsibility to speak. Speak to Zerubbabel. Speak to Joshua. Zerubbabel was the governor. Joshua was the high priest. But it wasn't just to those two individuals, the governor and the high priest. But notice, he was to speak to all the people. To the remnant of the people. 
Ask them, God says, who of you is left who saw the house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like nothing? Apparently, these individuals who had seen the former, uh, former temple and had been discouraged by what they saw with the temple that was being built now were going around discouraging the people. They were telling them, we don't even need to build this. It's just going to be nothing. And so it didn't seem like anything. They saw little value in continuing the construction of this particular building. Think about our day and time. We too face some things that we need to consider. Many of us remember more glorious days and the worship of God. Maybe when we attended larger congregations in the United States or other places. And maybe these churches, these great temples of, of God in those places were so much better than what we have today. These were places where when you'd come to God's house you'd see new faces all the time. Visitors were continuing to come. They had a large staff. Things ran like clockwork. And we don't see that many people coming to our church here, do we? And maybe that's discouraging to us. Maybe you are like some of these that were looking at the new temple that was being built. And you're discouraged and, and you're discouraging others because it's just not like you want it to be. Well, it's not like I want it to be either. It's not. I'd like to see this building filled. I'd like to see us buy land. I'd like to, uh, for us to be able to build a building that would be honoring to our Lord somewhere in this area. I'd like to see those things happen. But it can't happen yet, can it? We're not to that point where we can do that or even where we need to do that. Many of you have empty seats to the side of you. <laughs> we need to fill these. We need to see them filled. That's our challenge. That's our responsibility to go out and compel them to come into my house that it might be filled, God is saying. Those days of seeing that kind of worship when we were in the States is gone. But I'd like to see that kind of magnificence here in Bouquet. You see, God has brought us here. We're no longer in the United States, are we? And I think it's harder to get people to come to church in Bouquetti than what it was in the United States. I think it is. We have fewer that will respond to our invitation. 
But notice the expectation that God had of the people. Verse 4. Be strong and work. And he's saying the same thing to us today. Haggai is showing, revealing the expectations of God for the people that were doing that work then. But I think that he's giving us the same message today. He wanted them to be diligent in their endeavors. He wanted them to work. And God simply is asking us to do the same things today. Notice verses 4 and 5. For I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. This is what I commanded you. This is what I coveted with you when you came out of Egypt. And my spirit remains with you. This is... See, he's going all the way back to Egypt when he called them out from Egyptian bondage. In our Bible study this morning, we were talking about the remnant that were in captivity in Babylon. And there are some similarities between the captivity then and the captivity in Egypt. Of course, in Egypt, they were slaves. They never were slaves in Babylon. But now God has called them out of Babylonian captivity. And a remnant has come back. Not all of them. Many of them stayed behind. But a remnant has come out. And it's this remnant that He's challenging to do the work that needs to be done. Now I know that this can be construed to be some deep theological truths to be grasped here, but the thing is, God just wants His people to get busy. Isn't that the main thing today? Isn't that mostly what's needed in our day and time? Just get busy. God is well aware of the problems that we face. He knows the challenges that we have. And notice this expectation was for all the people, not just the leaders, but for all the people. And it's true in our day and time as well. It's not just a few. But it's all of us that need to be busy, all of us that need to serve, all of us that need to take the responsibility that God has laid before us. Notice again verse 4. I am with you. Isn't that comforting to know today that as we serve God, as we go about doing the things He wants us to do, He's with us. Every step of the way. And notice, I'm with you, declares the Lord Almighty. The Lord Almighty. That's where our strength comes from. 
That's where we're able to get our help. And as individuals saw their responsibility and they committed themselves to doing the effort that was needed to build this temple, God Almighty was the one who gave them strength. If God was in their midst, He was going to equip them to do the task that was needed. And He was going to receive glory from the building that would be built. In Romans chapter 8, the Apostle Paul says, If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? I know that as we think of things that are discouraging, we can look around us and see that there are people that used to be with us that are not with us anymore. Some of these have passed away. Some of these have gone back to the United States. Some of these have gone to other churches. And some have just quit. But that shouldn't be a downfall for us doing the work God wants us to do. We're here. We're the ones that God is asking to do His work. And we need to understand that God Almighty has the ability to help us in doing what He wants done. If God is with us, we have all we need to be productive. If I refuse to believe God has not equipped the believers today, then it's on me. I need to understand that God is equipping His people. I need to understand that God has the power. I need to understand that I need to stand and be strong for the Lord that we might see His Word grow and see it continue. Haggai and all the people that had come from Babylon in Judea and Jerusalem and was now Israel. Judea, if you want to call it that. Again, this was the nation again. They had a governor. The government had been set up. They had a high priest. They needed a temple where they could worship God. All of these things they should be able to see was what God was telling them to get busy accomplishing. And they had the responsibility to do that. But not only that, they had the power, the strength, everything that was needed this to take place. Can we see that we've got everything needed for God's work to take place here? And not be discouraged. Rely on Him. 
and allow Him to use us to do the things that He's asking us to do. Let us stand together. Jesus saves is our closing hymn. And as we sing this, it may be that there are those that need to respond to the message that's given today. And if so, would you come? Jesus saves.
contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, Pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at steverwood002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to hbcprayerlist2020 at gmail.com. Thank you and God bless.